Hello, and welcome to Series 1, Episode 10 of Heart Points, a couple's one-on-one actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. And I am your wife and player, Diana. How are you doing, my darling? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm ready to do this. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's good to hear. All right. Today is the first day of October, it which is. I'm very happy for. October Yay. is my favorite month of the year. You want to talk about maybe one of the reasons why it might be one of your favorite months? Well, the leaves are changing, and it finally starts to get colder, but it's not too cold. Right. And the air is just filled with all those, like, wonderful smells. Like, it's just, like, it's cinnamony and, like, I don't know. It just feels special, right? Did none of you notice that he mentioned our one-year anniversary slash also our nine-year anniversary? That happens in, in in October. I didn't mention that. Though. Yeah, you didn't. Oh. Yeah, you didn't mention it. Oh. Maybe that should be one of the reasons you like October so much. Oh. It's one of the you know oh, like the month right. we met and started dating and then we started dating and then we got married on, in October. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe that. That's true. Just a little bit. Yeah. Could contribute to why it's, it feels so special. I actually think it's the other way around. Oh. I think it's because I liked October so much that so I like, really <laughs> pushed for it to be. An important month in my life. I mean, you were kind of the deciding factor in why it was December in in October, as opposed to any other month that either of those events could have happened in. Is this referring to the fact that I ignored you for several months yes. before we started dating? Yes. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> lots of love. Lots of love. Episode ten. Yes. Uh, do you remember where, what happened last time? I do, I do. So, we started off the episode, um, Sao and Marinyu were on the roof, and this devil was kind of coming at them, and I super failed a roll, super failed it, and so the devil creature came through our bodies, and mm-hmm. it was like a shock to the system, it was a little terrifying. Um, and then I was kind of struck I don't know the phrase. I just stopped moving. There's a phrase for that, and I don't know what Paralyzed it is. Paralyzed with you. fear. There you go. Yeah. And so I didn't really know what to do. I clutched my lucky charm, and it may or may not have actually protected me. Now, is this a, see. a horseshoe or a blue moon? Oh, that took way too long right. for me to figure you it could. out. Yeah. You got it? That took me way too long to figure it out. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. All right. My lucky charm that I keep around my neck, your butthead. Mm-hmm. Um, it may or may not have worked, so you'll probably see me try this several times before I realized that it was just a luck thing. Um, Marinyu and I had to jump off the roof Mm -hmm. to safety. We ran into the inn. No one believed us because this sort of thing is not supposed to happen in Segaranza, but we convinced somebody to come outside to see if they could see the devil. They could not. Shock and surprise. We went to sleep. We woke up. I confirmed with Marinyu that that did in fact happen. wasn't like dreaming it. Um, And I got him to agree to keep his ear out and Narcissus, like, ear to the ground, seeing if this sort of activity is increasing anywhere. I decided to make my way to the guild meeting, the guild hall meeting. And again, I failed a roll, so I got crazy lost. I ended up in Richie Rich Town, mm-hmm. where I stuck out like a sore thumb. And some guards saw me, and they decided to take me to Messias place. Yep. One of the guards taking me was Ger- Gilberto's and Flora's son. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of him, but we'll probably see him again. And then I made it to where Messia is. And this is going to go poorly, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to go poorly. But yeah. that is where we are at. 
I'm walking in, hiding my hair, keeping my hand on my rapier, nervously talking to a halfling. Okay, so Sal meets with a halfling, yes, butler girl, yep, who leads Sal into the house, mm-hmm. and she takes you through the courtyard, uh, the front-facing courtyard, into the the like large ornate foyer. And as you enter and start walking through the house, you see a wide variety of people, mostly humans and halflings dressed as servants, kind of rushing about the house, tidying things, carrying things. You also pass one room, which when you peek inside, there is a group of men and women sitting in a room with the sunlight pouring in, uh, and you just get like a glimpse of the cigar smoke between them okay. as, as this halfling girl keeps you going, right. rushes you through the house, right. until she takes you to the back of the house in which there is a long, large room with hardwood floors and some ornate weapons and pieces of armor hanging along the walls. And a huge open, huge open space that leads out into another courtyard okay. on the other side. Okay. And in this room, there is a table with enough room for, I think, I can do math, six chairs okay. right, around the table. Um, is it round or is it square? It's rectangular. Uh, rectangular. Okay. It's like so an there's, oval. A, there's like a head of the table. Yeah. Okay. And there's two chairs at either end. Did you have any conversations with the halfling girl did you talk to her about anything specific or were you just kind of making small talk kind of just making small talk because i'm very nervous i'm definitely i'm using my right hand to play with my hair to make sure that it is all on the right side of my face and neck to hide my birthmark okay my left hand is still in what looks like a pocket but is still kind of like toying with my rapier ready if i need it but i am just making small talk with this woman how does Sal bend at the knee with a sword tucked into her pants? I don't. <laughs> I've never had to bend at You've the knee. You've never... Not, how, not, how do you run or jump or... At that point, someone already knows that I have my rapier. I've never had to do so. I've never had to hide my rapier while bending so far oh, in God. game. Oh, no. I find that very suspect you sat in a rickshaw yeah i don't think that i was like hiding it then though i would have explained it i think i would have easily explained it then okay all right all right well so here's the question then how are you sitting at this table i don't i pace nervously the the half there's not someone sitting at the table already is there nope there's no one in this room yeah so i'm pacing nervously with my uh, billowy pants. The the halfling girl goes to the uh, table at the one end, or the, the chair at the one end, and she pulls it out, and she asks you to sit. I think I have too much energy to sit. I think I'm going to have to stand. I will not be able to sit still for very long anyway. Are you only doing this because I pointed no, out the logistics? No, like, I don't think that she would have sat down. I think she would have just been nervously pacing and walking around anyway. Okay. But now that you've pointed out the logistics, that is an additional problem. Yeah, I think it's about time Sal might need to get a, a sheath for her, like, a proper, like, outward sheath. Yeah, I don't have one yet, though, so uh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. 
so the halfling girl says, um, Miss Sao, uh, Lady Maria has, has asked you to, to take a seat and she'll, she'll be in in a minute. Who is Lady Maria? Messiah. I thought you said Maria. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I said Messiah. We'll said check Masia. the tape later. You probably said Messiah, but my brain went to Maria. Okay. She goes, uh, L- Lady Messiah has, has asked you to sit. I acknowledge that. Thank you. You can go now. Uh, she, she crosses her hands in front of her lap and she goes, um, Miss Sao, uh, I, I, I really need to ask you to, to please just take a seat. You know, you've done a really fantastic job of asking me. It's, you've done probably the best job of asking me to sit down I've ever had. I'm sure you have other things that you need to do with your time. I'm not going to sit. You can stand here all day if you would like, but I'm not going to be able to sit down. So you might want to just go ahead and get on with your day. She uh, takes a deep breath in, and she says, Very well, Miss Sal. And uh, she walks over to the the door that you guys entered in, Mm -hmm. and she stands at the side of the door, like, in the room. Okay. And you guys wait there for a little bit. And I pace. And you pace. Do you want... Is there anything you want to do? I'm walking around the perimeter of the room. Okay. Like, looking at things. I probably inspect the table a little... But I don't sit down. Do you want to discern realities? Yes, I do. Okay, call if if you want to if you want to do something to trigger a roll, right. feel free to. I wasn't going to, but you suggested it, so I'm down with that. I'm going to closely study a situation. The person hasn't walked in yet, so hopefully I get a ten so I can save some questions for the lady. Bah. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a seven plus my wisdom. It is still a seven. Womp womp. So you get one question. I get one question. Uh, what is about to happen? Well, what's about to happen is you're going to have a meeting with one of the guild leaders oh. of Segaranza. You know, I could have guessed that on my own. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, so you're you're in this very nice room and you wait for a downright rude amount it, of time. It's a power play. Mm-hmm. She's power playing me, hence I'm not sitting. Okay. I mean, um, with lots of other reasons, but I'm not sitting if it's a power play. Which it is. After what feels like an hour, but is probably more like 30 minutes or 45 minutes, a human who's dressed very finely, like a, well, I should say, like a, finely for a servant, Mm -hmm. obviously a servant, walks into the room carrying a silver platter with a tea pot and cups, Mm -hmm. and he sets it on the, uh, he sets it on the table, and he looks at you, do you do anything? You're not who I was expecting. Uh, he goes, uh, the, the lady will be joining you shortly. And he takes a cup and he pours some tea in, sets it on a saucer and sits it on one end of the table. Thank you. And And I continue walking around the room. A few minutes later, you hear the clacking of heels Mm -hmm. coming down the hall. Messia enters. It's about time you got here. Do you legit say that to her? Mm Mm-hmm. Her face turns gray and furious and contorted. She turns to the halfling girl and smacks her. Hey, hold on. What is wrong with you, crazy woman? She turns to her human servant and says, get her out of here. At which point uh, he grabs her by the wrist and escorts her out of the room. And Masia walks over to the table, the other end of the table, where uh, the opposite right. from where your tea had been served, right. and sits down, and she pulls out her own chair very angrily, mm-hmm. and, and sits down, and intertwines her fingers over the table, 
and says, sit. Why did you just go ahead and smack your servant? That's not a great way of retaining staff. She says, I'm not worried about retaining staff who can't do their job properly. Uh, If you wanted me to sit, you should have had a guard in here instead of a servant. That's your fault. She was doing her job very nicely. I refuse to follow her directions. If you want me to sit down, you're going to have to force me to sit down. And then I lean my hip, my right hip, Mm -hmm. up against one of the chairs, not all the way at the other end of the table. Uh, She says, uh, if you didn't want one of my servants to be reprimanded for not being able to do their job, you should have assisted them. She did her job. You didn't do your job. Roll to defy danger. Okay. I don't like this lady at all. And you are doing that with a charm. Yeah. <laughs> charm or, char- or charisma? Uh, charisma. Okay, good. Thank goodness. Because that was a five. My charisma is a two. So I got a seven. I think the middling thing is that you actually realize that you're making things worse for you. I'm sure I am making things <laughs> worse for me. But she just backhanded someone because they did their job and I refused to participate. That's dumb. How were the servants treated in Sal's home back in Forza? A lot nicer. I th- yeah, were like, they? Well, here's the thing. Around me, yes. Mm. I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, stuff happened without me being there and present. But I was never that mean, and I never saw anybody be that mean. Tell me about a time that Sal saw a servant reprimanded. So, probably I would have been minding my own business with something like a handmaiden, right? Like my mm-hmm. own servant with me, um, walking down a hallway and seeing, I guess, like the head butler reprimanding like a under butler. Okay. I, I know so much about servants. <laughs> I know all of their levels. Mm-hmm. You know, like the head guy, yeah. but who's not like a family. Mm-hmm. Rep- like just like verbally reprimanding someone underneath them, an underling. But I don't know that I would have paid attention to it because I was in my own little world, living my own little life, and I never, w- I never would have backhanded one of my servants. Okay. As this conversation is kind of going on, two other servants, two halfling male halflings, walk in, and the one kind of takes a post by the door, and the other walks over to this tea set and pours some tea and hands it to Masia. I think he he walks back and he goes to the other side of the door. Missy takes a sip of her tea, um, and she says, "It would be very rude of you not to accept my hospitality." Do you mean you're kidnapping? As I pull out my chair and sit down. Okay. But on the edge of this, okay. So this is the thing that I actually do mm-hmm. when I'm nervous. I do not sit all the way on a chair. Okay. I don't know if you've ever noticed. I really don't actually. I put just like my tailbone on the edge of the chair. This is a real thing that I do. When like, you're nervous? Yeah, when I'm nervous, I'll sit on the edge of the chair. I'll sit like this. So you're literally on the edge of your seat? Yeah, I'm literally on the edge of my... I will do this when I'm nervous. It's how I sit in all my interviews, so I look like I'm standing up straight. It's not a thing I do on purpose. You you, you should pay attention to it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever see Diana nervous sitting, I'm sitting on the edge of a chair. I do not sit all the way back. Okay. I, I don't know why I do it. All right. But I'm going to say that sound doesn't, and she extends her legs and crosses them at the ankles, so her leg is straight. Okay. So her rapier is straight along her leg, hidden by her billowy pants. Okay. She's on the edge. And she takes a sip of the tea as she says that statement. She says, what brings you to the north side of the city? What made you bring me to your house? 
<laughs> do you want to discern realities again? I was going to wait a little bit longer before I did that, but if mm -hmm. you think I should, then I'm going to do it now. I was going to wait a little longer until the conversation to do it. Ladies and gentlemen. Snake eyes. Those are snake eyes. I super fail that. I'm sure the chair breaks beneath me or something now at this point. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happens. No. I poke myself with my rapier. I, I think she uh, she takes a, a small sugar spoon mm -hmm. and she twirls it in her cup. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of hear it clanking a little bit. She says... Wouldn't you be more comfortable if one of my servants held onto your sword for you? I would not, but step. thank you for the kind offer. The, no confusion as to like how she knows. Oh no, I'm like terrified. Don't know how, but I need to act quickly because she's got all these guards around, or rather these servants, and I don't need them coming up to me. Like she's nervous, and she's kind of an idiot, but she's not completely an idiot. Mm -hmm. Messia uh, takes a sip again, and she says, please stop acting so frightened i haven't kidnapped you, you i wanted to meet you no you absolutely kidnapped me and we've already met and you know very well that we were going to see each other again later today in fact we will see each other later again today she smiles and she goes oh yes why is that silly goose silly goose yes she's nervous weird things come out of her mouth when she's nervous okay she goes she goes why is that i mean you know it's fine uh, she doesn't know. Okay, well, <laughs> Sal is like, well, I don't know if I should tell her that I'm going to the meeting. I don't know what is the best thing for me to do. So I'm going to, dis I'm actually going to try and discern realities again to see if she's, to see if Sal can figure out if she's messing with her, or if she really doesn't know that Sal was going to go to the guild meeting. Okay, I kind of take this as your head on a swivel. Well, that's a nine. So you also get to take plus one forward when acting on the answers. And the only answer that you got for this scene was that you were meeting with the head of a guild. Right. I'm trying to think if if this is acting on it. And I kind of feel like it is. So I get a 10? So I think you get a 10. 10 means three questions. Okay. What should I be on the lookout for? You should be on the lookout for... Let's say political traps. Now, I know I don't have to ask them all in one shot. Mm -hmm. I can hold on to them, but I am going to ask the next question. Okay. What here is not what it appears to be? You see these weapons that are hanging on the wall? Mm hmm I think you notice that they aren't dusty. Yay, they've been used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think you can see like d out outlines of dust on okay. them where they hang on the wall. Okay. And they're not behind glass, and they're not uh, like secured to the wall in any sort of way. So um, they are functioning de decorations mm -hmm. that are clearly used. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Messia as well is wearing that. The first time you met her, she was wearing like ornate armor on mm -hmm. the right side of her body. Mm -hmm. She's still wearing that mm -hmm. in her home. Yeah. Oh, which I think might maybe raise some alarms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I've got one more question. I'm going to hold on to it, though. Okay. You didn't actually say that you're going to the meeting yet, right? Mm -mm. Okay. No. Messia says, uh, she goes, can I get you anything? Would you like some food have you eaten recently i would like to leave since i was brought here against my will but the tea is fine for now thank you <laughs> she she kind of looks down at the tea and she goes very well she goes uh 
truth be told, Sal, I've brought you here uh, because I heard that you had a run-in with some guards recently. Do you mean the people who were guards but pretending not to be guards while they attacked some innocent knoll? Is that what you mean? She says, actually, yes. That's exactly what I mean. Wonderful. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yes. Yes, I did have a run-in. While I was walking, they attacked me. She says, uh, she goes, I'm very aware of what my men were up to. And I hope you take some solace in the fact that they have been reprimanded for their, let's say, less savory extracurricular activities. You mean like your servant? She says, excuse me? Were they reprimanded like your servant? Oh, she smiles and she goes, along the same vein, I can promise you. Wonderful. Thank you for, for saying that. She says, but I am very curious about you after these events. The first time I meet you, it's in relation to stories of a knoll attack, and you claimed to have fought one off. A knoll raider, you mean? Yes. She, she smiles. She goes, yes, a knoll raider. And then you challenge one of my soldiers. No, you, no. Your soldier challenged me. I was defending myself. There's a difference between being challenged unnecessarily and, or rather challenging unnecessarily and starting a fight because you think that you're the big bad person in town and no one's going to stand up to you. And there's, and the other side, whereas you're defending yourself. I was defending myself. She's, Sal is like, you don't understand. She is so dumb and young. She really thinks that she can take this. She's so young. She really thinks she can take this. She's nervous, but she's so dumb. Why did I... I've seen you play Torchbearer and the way that you quote-unquote negotiate. Why would I ever try to do negotiations? So, yes. Roll to defy danger. So, I did... (laughs) With intelligence. That's my better stat. That's a is nine. It? Yeah. God damn it. Wisdom is my poor stat. She does not have any common sense, but she's read a book or two. That's a nine. So with a nine, you are able to barrage Masia with this uh, righteous, yet perhaps inopportune outburst. And you notice that the porcelain cup that she's holding, the handle of it cracks. Mm-hmm. And it's a very quiet little, like, snap. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it makes both of the servants jump. And the servant who attended to her rushes to her and, like, takes her cup and replaces it and pours her anew. And she's just sitting there as he does this, staring at you. Mm -hmm. And she says, um, be that as it may, you have piqued my interest, Sal. As you find... And I was wondering if you would do me the honor of a small sparring match. No, I'm not prepared. I haven't showered. I feel like I should be clean if I'm going to fight you. Perhaps another day. Maybe a rain check. 
I would love to spar with you. She uh, smiles and she pushes out from her chair and she stands up and she uh, she goes, nothing serious. I, I promise you. I just want to see what you can do. Am I a prisoner here? Do you still have a question? I do. Do you want to use it? No. I want her to answer and then I will probably use my question. She says, I would never hold the daughter of a guildmaster prisoner. Sal is scared. She's definitely terrified now because she's been found out. She's like, well, as long as I'm not a prisoner, I'm going to walk out your front door now. And she starts moving towards the door. Roll to defy danger. Plus dex. Okay. That's a seven. As you're walking to the door, mm-hmm. Messiah is on one side of the table one moment, and then in front of you the next moment, mm-hmm. with her sword drawn at her side. Okay. So my last question is, what here is useful or valuable to me? And I'll, I'll tell you why I'm asking that question, because that might help guide what you say. Mm-hmm. I am looking for some sort of clue as to how I might be able to... I'm not looking necessarily to beat her. I am looking to get out of here okay. at this point. So does she shake? Is there a sword? Because I'm assuming that my rapier will not be able to beat her rapier. So can I grab... Well, am I within reach to grab another rapier that's hanging on the wall? Could I run around her? Is she limping? Like, I'm looking for some mm-hmm. sort of clue that can help me get out of here. Hold on to that question for a second. Okay, I'll hold on to it then. She's standing in front of you now with her sword drawn. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, like tosses it up and grabs onto the blade and holds out the handle to you. I thought I wasn't a prisoner. I'm not touching it. My hands are not anywhere near it. She says, you're not a prisoner. So then I'm free to go. You're a guest. I'm free to go. Guests can leave when they would like. She says, I think it would be terribly rude. I don't mind being rude. I'm late for a very important date. Mind you, there are witnesses in this room. So, Messia has this handle pointed out to you Mm -hmm. and... She looks at you and sneers, and she drops the blade uh, to the floor. She says, I expected a little more fire from you, Sal, of the Miner's Guild. She says, you practically gutted one of my soldiers. I thought you'd put up a little bit more of a fight. But if you just want to go... Then I just have one question for you. And she leans in close and she goes, What are you doing in this city? Sal looks genuinely terrified. She has been found out by probably the one person who should not have found out who she was. And I think she just says, Living? With a question mark at the end. (laughs) I'm not going to make you roll anything, because I think that's sound being honest. And I think Messiah is staring into your eyes, and you see her eyes kind of, like, flickering as she's trying to read your face. Mm -hmm. And then she just kind of, like, smiles, and then starts laughing, and then starts cackling. And, like, she places her hand over her eyes and, like, rubs her temple, and she just goes... I thought you, and then she just starts laughing at it and she goes, I thought you were here to cause problems. I thought you were here to, 
she she like sighs and she goes you're just a stupid child hey now and she shakes her head she's like i don't know what i was thinking and she pulls out one of those other chairs and she takes a seat and she goes go go polony will lead you out she goes enjoy your stay in the city for as long as your dear parents let your leash out what just happened is um, what she says as she walks out and yeah I, the halfling guard leads you out and he is dead silent as he does so and he takes you out to the main courtyard and uh, he escorts you out the front gate. He opens it for you, does a little bow, and then closes it behind you. What just happened? Is I think what she's going to keep saying as she makes her way to the guild hall. So you are still kind of far from the guild hall. How do you orient yourself? Is the servant that led me out still nearby? Uh, no, he closed the gate and then he Walked went back away. into the house, yeah. Are there any people around? Yeah, there's some people on the street. I just asked them where the train station is. Okay. Uh, I think we're. I think that probably triggers another when you navigate Sagranza. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I got an eight. And I nag- Yeah, plus wisdom is an eight. Is an eight, an which eight. means you get to choose one, right? Yeah, I choose one of the things that happen. So okay. I don't get distracted by something beautiful, dangerous, or frightening. It doesn't cost me any more than I expect. I don't run into anybody who seeks to distract, deter, or harm me, and it doesn't take longer than expected. I think I'm going to go with it doesn't, I don't, I don't run into anybody who seeks to distract, deter, or harm. So then I think you, uh, you ask if you, you ask people a few questions you um, get pointed in the right direction mm-hmm. and you find out that the guild hall is close enough by that you don't need to take the train. You okay. can just take a uh, you can take a rickshaw. Okay. So spend uh, one gold as, as Sal hires a rickshaw to take her along these city streets. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, you, uh, you get led uh, or you get taken by rickshaw down the city streets uh, through the north mm-hmm. and you're seeing all these uh, beautiful large buildings that are ornately decorated with courtyards and and uh, like fountains mm-hmm. and uh, magical kind of like projections to make them beautiful uh, and eventually you get to the guild hall and this is a large building with the uh, guild Union's symbol on it, like depicting that this is a place where all the guilds meet. Yeah. Yeah, there are some people scattered about. There's a lot of people talking outside of it and going inside and just kind of about. Mm-hmm. And you get out the rickshaw and you have managed to find the place. Yay! How early am I to the meeting? Let's say the meeting was supposed to take place at sundown. And you're there maybe an hour early. I'm going to try and find where I think the meeting will, like, actually happen so I can be towards the front of it. Because okay. I think she's going to want to try and be towards the front of it. Um, so I'm probably walking around. I might be asking people some questions. That kind of thing. Okay. So when you go inside, there 
is like an auditorium style thing mm -hmm. with lots of seating going down and then there's kind of a big pit okay uh in which the guild leaders can meet right okay so there's the public seating mm -hmm. that is like this auditorium and then underneath the auditorium is where all of the uh all the guild leaders right. meet and, and talk and there's one large bench at the front and then there's two large benches on either side okay kind of forming like a u okay is there anybody in there can uh I, do i should i discern that reality yeah why don't you okay well of course it's a 10 where were these tens when I needed them? Yeah, right. All right, so you get three questions. What should I be on the lookout for? Uh, well, you should probably be on the lookout for Pete Beth. Mm -hmm. And also probably Messiah. Right. Yeah, I don't want to run into her again. What here is useful or valuable to me? Becoming more familiar with Segaranza. Mm -hmm. And I think getting involved in Segaranza could prove valuable. If you play your cards right, mm -hmm. okay. or if that is your goal. Right. I don't think she knows her goal yet. Like, honestly, I think she's kind of decided that she's going to help the gnolls just because that's kind of what she's been doing. But I don't think she really knows what she wants to do other than, like, go on an adventure, mm -hmm. which is very general. It's not very specific and doesn't make any money. She keeps eating up her money. She's going to have to do something soon. What here is not what it appears to be? Is it too early for that question, maybe? Yeah, why don't you hold on to that? Okay. And we'll see what we see what we find. Yeah. There are some people down in the in the pit area mm -hmm. and you even see uh at one point or you see uh Pete Myth walk in mm -hmm. with with one of his guards. And they're talking, and they, they start talking to some other people down in the pit. And you can hear them a little bit because of the the acoustics right. in this room. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's kind of just nonsense because there's a bunch of other people talking. I think um, this guard sees you mm -hmm. up in the stands right. because there's not a lot of people there yet. There's right. practically nobody. Um, and he leans down. To, you see him lean down to Pete Myth, and Pete Myth looks up and sees you. And they talk for a bit. And then this guard kind of walks out and okay. leaves. After a minute or two, he comes out a door in the that leads to like the public seating. Right. And this guard walks over to you and he goes, um, Mr. Pete Myth wants me to tell you that he's glad that you've arrived. And he was wondering if you'd like to come down to the to the uh, meeting room. Sure. For a moment. Uh, and he nods and he escorts you down uh, to that area where he where you just saw him speaking. Mm -hmm. Pete Myth goes, Sal, good to see you again. And he extends a hand. I shake his hand. He goes, uh, how, how are you doing? You know, I have had possibly my weirdest morning. He shoots you a look and he goes, is that so? Yeah. And then I recount my day, basically, with Masia. Okay. And I probably tell him about the devil as well, since that happened this morning. Okay. I'm just being like, it's a really weird morning. Uh, he looks horrified at both of those things. And he goes, Masia took you to her house? Yeah. What did she do? I think she wanted to fight me. But I just didn't want to be there. 
<laughs> uh, he goes, that sounds like something Masia would do. He looks over to um, a tall, dark man with uh, thick locks that are kind of, that are bundled behind mm-hmm. his head, and mm-hmm. he's wearing a suit. In, like a business suit? Like a... He's wearing finery. Okay. Uh, Pete Myth goes, Sebastian! Um, and this guy who was just talking to um, a woman, mm-hmm. uh, he turns and he goes, uh, he goes, yes, Pete Myth? He goes, Sebastian, I, I have something that I you need to hear and someone I'd like you to meet. And he, he actually, he, Pete Myth looks to Sebastian and then looks to you and he goes, D- come on, Sal. Uh, and he takes you over and he goes, uh, Sal, and he turns to the woman first and he mm-hmm. goes, he goes, uh, Sal, this is Susanna. She's the head of the Lamplighters Guild. Okay. And this is Sebastian. Uh, he's the head of the Architects Guild and he's currently the, I hadn't actually thought of a name for the term. Guess we could say Prime Minister? Okay. He goes, he's the Prime Minister of, uh, Sagaransa. It's a pleasure to meet you both. Sebastian extends a hand. I shake it. Okay. And he goes, um, he goes, what's, wh- what is this about, Pete Myth? Uh, and Pete Myth goes, Sal here is, uh, a, a new arrival in the city and she just had an interesting engagement with our uh, illustrious friend Messia and Sebastian grimaces and he goes is that so yeah and then I kind of recount what has happened today and I think I make sure to tell them about the guards that were in disguise Attacking the gnolls. Okay. I think I. I think so. This you're is, telling them everything. I think pretty this. Much? Is, I think this is where I tell them everything. Yeah. I've got three guild guild heads in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling them everything. Okay. And uh, Pete, Pete Myth goes um, and I think I think we should probably talk to Urbano about that devil sighting. Yeah, that was kind of terrifying. And uh, Sebastian nods and he goes, "Yes, this is." all very strange and i think he's kind of looking at you with suspicion and Mm -hmm. actually you know what roll to defy danger plus charm okay uh charisma sorry okay oh and then i'm gonna use my last question because i didn't get to use it you told me to hold on to it yeah my charm you mean charisma it's a two i did plus my five that i rolled because that's not great is it seven it's a seven sebastian looks you over and he goes um these stories are very worrying if true do you have any proof that the things that you've said have happened have happened i mean i can show you the scar that's on my stomach that i received from fighting one of her guards and i can bring in a knoll but i know that you won't trust them I was by myself this morning, but I have no reason to lie to you. He looks at Pete Myth and he goes, um... I can bring someone who saw the devil with me. I can find that. I can prove that bit. He goes, uh, are they a citizen of Segaranza? They come and go from Segaranza. Sebastian turns to Pete Myth and he goes, These stories are concerning, but without any proof and only having the word of a... He, he kind of gestures you and goes, I don't even 
traveling waif, there's not much that we can do policy-wise, Peemoth. And Peemoth goes, Sebastian, you know Messia. You know this is something she would do. And Sebastian nods and he goes, I agree that that would fit Messia's MO. But again, we can't do anything about it. What kind of proof would you need? They look at one another. And I think Sebastian breaks the silence by going, So, it's no offense to you, but I don't even know how I could get the rest of the guilds to care, even if she did hold you hostage. Hmm. He kind of like shrugs and he goes, um, Messia is a well-respected member of the community, and even if she is harassing you, I don't think there are many that would step up. Is it not concerning that this might escalate? Like, just because I'm a nobody doesn't mean she wouldn't do this to a somebody. Sebastian nods, and he says, no, it is concerning, and we will be keeping an eye on it. And I think he turns to one of his, his like, aides, and he says a few words to them, he, um, like, in a sidebar. And he goes, um, Sal, please stick around this evening for the meeting, and we will see what we can do. But I'm not sure if there's anything we're going to be able to do right now. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Should I ask what my last question now? Is it too late? Uh, no. Is the opportunity left? No. I don't even know that I want to ask one of these questions right now. Will I be able to hold on to this question for much longer? Because mm. I feel like the scene is ending. Yeah, I think I the like scene should, is ending. I feel like I should probably use it. Um, what here is useful or valuable to me? I was going to go with what is not what it appears to be, but I don't know that that's going to give me very much information. I think what's useful or valuable to you is these connections that you're building. Mm-hmm. Sebastian being aware of you, Pete Myth trusting you enough to try to use you. Right. And and, and yeah, basically just these, these people who are in positions of power. As you are wrapping up this conversation with them, mm-hmm. Messia walks in mm-hmm. with two of her guards and she's talking to a large orc woman who uh, also has, has two guards. And uh, they walk in. And Messia, when she sees you, cocks her head and grits her teeth. Mm-hmm. I think she, like, uh, she gestures to this orc woman. And the two of them walk over to you in this group. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Sal, what a pleasure to see you again so soon. Hello, Messia. Uh, Sebastian goes, Messia, we've just heard a rather interesting story. Messia's face turns pale mm-hmm. as she glances you over, and she turns back to Sebastian and she goes, And what story would that be? And Pete Myth goes, uh, We know that you tried to harass poor Sal here because of what she said at Ukurosau. Messia looks relieved when he says that. And she goes, oh, is that all? She kind of waves her hand. She goes, I was merely trying to entertain the poor girl as a guest, but it seemed she was frightened by my hospitality. If you could call kidnapping hospitality. 
she goes on semantics and she says in any case it is a surprise to see you here after our conversation in which i thought you said that you were just trying to get by in the city this is how i'm doing that obviously she frowns and she goes um you should be careful little one politics can be a dangerous place and uh susanna actually goes Messia, is that a threat? And Messia raises a finger. She goes, no, not a threat. Just a warning. I appreciate the warning. Good zinger. I No, well, okay. So <laughs> so here's what was going through Sound's mind. She was like, I could just be like, I already know about that. I am from a guild family. But then I have to admit who my family is, and then I have to say why I'm here, and mm-hmm. that's a whole conversation I don't want to do, so that's what came out of her mouth. Okay. All right. <laughs> With the pause and the weird sounds and everything. Yeah. And I think she and uh, this orc woman, they turn and they go to a table across from them, and mm-hmm. uh, Sebastian turns to you and he goes, you should go up to the viewing God dang, why can't I think of, like, any theater or, like... Like the mezzanine. Yeah. Balcony. Yeah, I like mezzanine. That's a fancy word. He goes, you should head back up to the mezzanine um, if if you want to watch the proceedings, but we're going to be starting soon. I will. Thank you so much. Uh, and Pete Myth has one of his guard escort you back up there, and soon uh, c- civilians are piling into the mezzanine, mm-hmm. and more guild leaders enter, and they prepare to have the guild hall meeting. <laughs> and I think we are going to end there. Okay. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, again, this is episode 10. It's yes. exciting that we have gotten to this point. I kind of feel like that's a little bit of a, a milestone. Yeah. Thank you to Zach B., our editor, for constantly keeping up with all the times that I say the wrong thing and then need to like retake it. Thank you to In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemu's Place off of the album Healing. If you like us, please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We haven't gotten any new reviews this week, so please fill our hearts with joy and leave us a review. It really means a lot to us and it's really important. It helps other people find us so if you could rate us and subscribe and leave a review we'll give you a shout out and we will be forever appreciative seriously it's very helpful in just making this worth everybody's time yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, please recommend us to your fellow rpg loving friends if you like us you can also follow us at uh heart points pod on twitter if you could tweet about us, we would love to see it. You can either tag our handle at heartpointspod or hashtag heartpointspod or hashtag H-A-V-V-N-D. Have a very, very nice day. I and, love that hashtag, by the way, guys, so use it. Yeah, and if you do tweet at us or about us, we'll give you a shout-out on the show, like um, Sid Helgestad at The Ghost Box, J-H-M at Neon Shutter, T-G-K at The Grey King, and Kevin Gallagher at that nerdy Kev. So thank you guys so much for tweeting about us or retweeting us. Uh, it really means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for helping get our name out there. Yeah, absolutely. We really wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys listening in. So continue doing that. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on the web at heartpointspod.wordpress.com yep. or at facebook.com slash heartpointspod. 
we update those every Monday with the new episodes and kind of keep those up to date. Yeah. So if you want to keep track of us there and interact with us there, we would really appreciate it and really love it. Yeah, and if you would like to see pictures of our animals, we'll probably start posting them because our cat really likes to stop us from doing this. Yeah, our, we came to the table to record and the cat was curled up in the uh, dice tray, which is pretty much a cat for you. Yeah. That's pretty standard. Yeah, pretty standard practice. Uh, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next week. In the meantime, have a very nice day. But like... A very, very nice one.